Welcome to the Tax Factor, the top 20 business and investment podcast from Blick Rothenberg, the tax, accounting and business advisory firm. This week with Rahana Earl and Ellie Theachari. I'm Rahana Earl and welcome to another edition of the Tax Factor, the top 20 business and investment podcast that keeps you up to date on all the latest tax news. We're nearly at the end of the year, real year, not tax year, and this is the final regular episode of the Tax Factor for 2023. But there's an exciting Christmas special coming. More details on that later. I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague and newbie to the Tax Factor, Ellie Theochari. Ellie, welcome along. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Ellie, starting with something loosely linked to the festive period, if you're thinking of selling that unwanted Christmas jumper, then there are new rules coming in from January, giving HMRC access to seller information from digital platforms such as eBay, Vinted, Bestier, Collective, Etsy, etc. I personally know loads of people who've started selling now kind of unloved and unused clothes through these platforms as they look to declutter and earn a bit of extra crash, especially at this time of year. HMRC certainly seem to be keen to find out about the levels of income people are generating and what income might be going untaxed. I don't know if you've ever sold anything on the likes of Vinted or eBay, Ellie, but what should people be looking out for come January? I have sold some bits over the years on eBay and know lots of people that do use sites like Vinted. As you said, what they probably don't know is that from the 1st of January next year, those platforms will have to start collecting the seller's data and passing that over to HMRC. So what HMRC will do is match that income against the seller's records to make sure people report the right information on their tax returns. Platforms like Vinted, eBay will be fined for failing to report these records. So there will definitely be an incentive for them to get it right. And it also depends what you're up to, right? So If you're occasionally clearing out your wardrobe, less than 30 sales in a year, and you're not getting more than about 1,700 in total from those sales, you're probably going to be fine. The issue is where you're selling with a view to make a profit, or for example, you've got a small side hustle going on, then you'll need to really be up to speed on your reporting requirements, particularly self-assessment tax returns. So definitely something for people to be aware of, especially as they kind of go into their potentially New Year's resolutions of of decluttering and, and getting rid of a few things. So turning now to the uh, continued woes of HMRC, something that we touch on pretty much on every podcast. And I think also the woes of taxpayers who have questions related to their 2022-23 self-assessment tax returns, which are becoming due by the 31st of January 2024. We heard last week that HMRC are significantly reducing access to phone lines. And this is at the busiest time of the tax year. And without any kind of prior warning, HMRC have now announced that customers calling the helplines with queries that can be, in quotes, quickly and easily resolved, will be uh, redirected to HMRC's online services from the 11th of December to the filing deadline of the 31st of January. Ellie, can you enlighten us on what types of matters HMRC are telling callers to resolve online? So things like updating personal information, chasing on the progress of a registration, ending the registration or checking a unique taxpayer reference are all examples. HMRC have said that they want to do this to free up time to resolve complex queries, but they'll also be available for those people that aren't necessarily able to use the online services, so those with disabilities or in other vulnerable groups. There have been concerns raised by various professional bodies that many customers simply will not know how to navigate these online services, and they did note that previous attempts to trial diverting people online haven't necessarily been successful to date. There's also been 
been a lot of discussion across all types of tax about the service taxpayers receive from HMRC and the ongoing difficulty in being able to speak to an actual person. Equally, if you do get through to somebody, it's not always the person with the right experience. So, yeah, I mean, I think what we need to take away from this, Ellie, is that it's going to be potentially a challenging time as people are trying to file their tax returns over the next few weeks, something that people might like to do in their Christmas break, for example. So, you know, that ability to speak to a human is going to continue to actually kind of disappear. And so, you know, as taxpayers increasingly are pushed into being required to embrace self-service model. So I think we really just have to hope that HMRC's online tools can cope with the increased volume of traffic over the next few weeks. Continuing with HMRC, but in this case, HMRC have come out on top. As a profession, we've uh, we've all been pondering, I think, what might happen to us in the future as people seek to use artificial intelligence to answer their tax questions. However, I'm pleased to say we may still have a job, Ellie, which is, uh, which is good news for us, you know, and for a little bit longer. Because there has been a recent case where a taxpayer lost an appeal at the first tier tribunal after relying on a number of fabricated tax rulings, which an AI tool had made up. In this case, the taxpayer, I believe, was disputing a failure to notify demand from HMRC for unpaid capital gains tax on a property sale. And they relied on fictitious case law produced by AI. So Ellie, can you enlighten us on the details of the case? Absolutely. So as you said, the appellant relied on fictitious case law produced using AI. And this was to dispute a failure to notify demand from HMRC. She wasn't represented by a lawyer. She believed there was a solid case using nine different FTT rulings. However, all of these had been fabricated using ChatGPT, some of these being completely made up and others being an amalgamation of different rulings. She, of course, lost the case, but the judge said that this is a really serious issue because providing authorities which aren't genuine and then asking a court or tribunal to rely on them is quite a dangerous position to be in but equally can cause quite serious reputational harm to the judges or courts involved in rulings where their opinions are being used incorrectly. As you said, I don't think AI is going to replace us anytime soon. Definitely good news for us. I mean, I have to say I have been curious myself about kind of what open AI platforms are saying when answering tax questions. And I must admit that I've tapped in a few myself just to see kind of what the outcomes are. And I am pleased to say that they clearly state that tax law is complex and that the advice of a professional should be sought. So hopefully this case will encourage anyone who has a query that they're not sure about to seek the right professional advice. Ellie, as our R&D guru, what is hot in the R&D world at the moment? There have been many changes in the R&D tax relief world. So over the last few years, there have been a number of measures that have come into place to tackle fraud and abuse and to move towards simplification. And there was talk of a merge scheme alongside a consultation, and it was confirmed in the autumn statement that there will be a merge scheme coming into place for accounting periods beginning on or after the 1st of April 2024. This will broadly mirror the large company Ardex scheme. And alongside that, there will also be another separate scheme for what will be known as SME intensive businesses. There are certain requirements that a company will need to meet to be classified as an SME intensive business. And that will work more like the current SME tax relief scheme. There are quite a lot of nuances to this. And there has been a lot of debate within the industry about whether this is a good thing and whether this is truly encouraging innovation for small businesses. However, any changes to move towards simplification whilst also tackling fraud and abuse within the R&D tax relief scheme are completely welcomed. If you'd like a little bit more information, there are some articles that I've written 
for Blick Rothenberg. So if you go over to BlickRothenberg.com and into the insights section, there's some more information or feel free to reach out to me. So finally, to something that is close to my heart, which is global mobility and tax and international tax as a whole. I had to get one piece in there and I'm pleased to make everyone aware that the UK San Marino Double Tax Convention that was signed on the 17th of May 2023 entered into force on the 30th of November 2023. The convention takes effect from the 1st of January 2024 for taxes withheld at source, from the 6th of April 2024 for income tax and capital gains tax and from the 1st of April 2024 for corporation tax. I have a feeling uh, a few listeners may be googling exactly where San Marino is and why it gets to have its own tax treaty so please go and have a bit of fun with that. I think that's all we have time for this week on The Tax Factor. My thanks to Ellie for joining me this week. We're off to go and do some pre-Christmas eBay selling before HMRC catches us. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in future episodes, you can visit the Tax Factor page on our website where you'll find a form to contact us. We record the podcast on a Wednesday, so you can message us right up to that time we record. I'm sorry, but we can't give individual advice or responses to messages. Next week, Blick Rothenberg CEO Nimesh Shah is back with Heather Self, and they will be taking a look back at 2023 and forward to what looks like to be a very interesting 2024. But we'll be releasing the podcast a little earlier on Wednesday, the 20th of December. So please do look out for it. And then the tax factor is back January the 12th. Until next time, from Rahana and myself, it's goodbye. And whatever your plans this holiday are, have a happy Christmas and prosperous new year. That's all for this episode of The Tax Factor. Find all our previous episodes wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not try Brave Business, our podcast series for entrepreneurs. Find it wherever you get The Tax Factor or on the Blick Rothenberg website. The Tax Factor. 